This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, this is Nick DiMatteo from Music Is Not A Genre. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the service I use to record and distribute my podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you from experience, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's why. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So please take a moment out. If you are planning to create, record, and distribute podcasts, take a look at Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. No intro this week. Let's get to it. The modern music world and world in general is truly amazing. We've got just about everything we could want at our fingertips, and so much of it is cheap or free. What we imagine, we can create. Anyone with access to a computer and the internet can think up work up and release into the world whatever they want. It's not perfect. So many people still don't have access to a computer or the internet. And like the disparity between having and not having a college education used to be and sort of still is, it's a question of affordability and flat out discrimination. The lack of which creates a nearly insurmountable disadvantage. For those of us plugged in, There are also some drawbacks and side effects, omissions, and overwhelms. While it's great that people can share to their heart's content, the glut of new material and old material is impossible to fully digest. That kind of overwhelming volume makes it harder for people to sit still with one thing long enough to appreciate it to its fullest. The ease of finding and digesting our little morsels has devalued all of it something industry players like Spotify and iTunes are super happy about. We as artists might be getting as many listens as, say, the Strokes did in the early O's, but we're making minuscule fractions of pennies compared to 15 or even 10 years ago. With this glut, the onslaught of artistic expression that brings with it both the most thoughtful and well-conceived works alongside nearly thoughtless shit spat out in an afternoon, we might conclude that things were better way back when. Thing is, way back when, there were people saying the same thing about way or back winner. And way or back winner, yep, the same thing. Every time a new technology overwhelms us, we assume it's the technology itself that is flawed. And every time after the overwhelm subsides, and things like TV or radio or books become just another form of mundane media, we realize that it's not the technology, it's us. So does that mean we should toss it all, get back to nature, put on our Luddite hats and carve our stories on cave walls? If that's you, good on you, 
and I'll see you in the afterlife if that's a thing. I say absolutely not. I say that with every new technology, the benefits inevitably far outweigh the detriments. Access to information is the greatest form of power because it spurs on revelation and action and change and all the tangible works we do to move this world forward. It's the thing the powers that be want us to fight amongst ourselves over so we don't learn the truth and fight them instead. We can add, we can and do learn to handle the pitfalls, misinformation, diminishment of both the value and quality of what we create and consume, the paralysis of too many options, and we come out the other side smarter, more informed, more aware, and more connected. We see and hear things we never would have without the technology, whether that's a music performance from a remote corner of the world, TV showing us what war and police actions really look like, radio affording the less moneyed the opportunity to hear a full orchestra playing a classic concert, or a book taking us to another place or time in complete detail. Take it as far back as you want, and what always follows the spread of new technology is connection and change. I think about this all the time. This is something that, that, that gets me because our rate of introducing new technology these days, has it just gets faster and faster, as was predicted decades ago. I forget what there's a, there's a term for that as far as the... Um, you know, how quickly uh, the power of computers, uh, you know, grows. And, and, you know, there are all kinds of reasons for that, but the, the, one of the effects of it is rather than, okay, we've introduced, you know, the printing press and books, and then, you know, several hundred years later, uh, photographs and then sound recording, and, you know, you see what I'm saying, it's every couple of years or, you know, five years at, at most, some new technology comes along that upends everything else or that adds more to what we have or own or do or, or you know, ways in which we consume and create and all of that, which one new technology is super overwhelming. So a bunch of them, I mean, you know, all, you know, coming in rapid fire succession, you would imagine that this is a constant conversation that all of us are having. And I, you know, I try not to say uh, there's merit to both sides of most arguments, not all arguments. Let me be clear in saying there are some arguments that aren't actual arguments. They're just shit. They don't, they don't have any basis in anything other than that person's emotions, which, which forms their opinions. And I valid for them to feel it, but as an actual objective arguing point, no, there are some that are just completely fucking invalid. I'm sorry, it's true. But in this case, there are valid points on both sides of this argument in that the, you know, technology uh, has brought good and bad. You know, you, you talk about the developments of uh, atomic power and things like that and the, and the bomb. And the, the, during the time of World War II and pre-World War II and after it, there was a lot of discussion about should certain types of technologies just never be invented, you know. And... And the thing is, I do believe that it's, it's never, it's not ever, it's not ever the technology itself that is, that is why, uh, that is either good or bad. It's, it's a neutral thing. We impose upon it positives, negatives. We use it for good or for ill. That's what we do. That's what our humans, we, we're creating the fucking thing. So 
you know, we also can create how they're used and why they're used and all of that stuff, you know. Um, so my my argument when, you know, or just when I'm discussing this, my take on this is is always to look back in history because, A, we don't do that enough. We don't, we're constantly relearning the same lessons. Uh, and yes, that's the whole history repeats itself, whatever. And there's, there's some other, you know, phrase about it repeating itself and it's like an echo and something like that, but in a different way. Fine, all that, that's right. And what it, what it all says is that, is that no matter how many times we've learned a lesson, when society turns over, you know, when it, when it shifts into a different um, age, let's say, a different era, uh, there's a really good chance that those lessons are going to be forgotten either because people grow up not learning them, they don't have access to the information, they don't care enough, or people who do know them might say, oh, well, that was then. That just mattered then. It doesn't matter now. And that's never, never true. That's never true for issues like this. So I go back to history and I say, well, what happened then, right? I, I once read a quote, I don't know, 10 years ago on, on the internet that was something about how, or right around the advent of like smartphones and stuff like that, and it was something about how this new, you know, blah blah is going to ruin America and the world, and you know, and it's corrupting people and this, that, and the other. And um, it was actually a quote from a hundred years before then about radio, you know, and and it's just it's a perfect example of how there will always be people on both sides of an argument like this or any argument and the new technology is just a place for them to put their feelings about it, their, their ideas about it. So a perfect example. Um, well, I, before I get to that, so my, my take on it is the technology itself is neutral. What we do with it makes it good or bad. And then on the whole, society always benefits from a net gain from any new technology, from any new technology, especially that has to do with information and things like that. And so here's an example. Um, I'll even go further back than the notes that I have over here. Uh, fucking papyrus, right? So you had to carve things in stone and then you could just ink things by hand and for 1,000, 1,500, you know, 2,000 years, depending on, you know, where you were, you had to do that. But in the beginning, it, it gave people the opportunity to read things that they couldn't otherwise read. They didn't have to go somewhere. Those things, those scrolls could be delivered, you know? That was fine, still not great. So then the printing press came along and was it like the 1400s? And books, which means the average person, most of them could read things that they couldn't have read before because, you know, monks can only copy shit so, so quickly. And the printing press could just pump it out, pump it out, and it was easier to get, it was cheaper and the whole thing, which increased not just knowledge, but it increased literacy, a huge bump in literacy in the world, anywhere the books were. Um, uh, you know, radio brought not just music, but it brought other forms of entertainment stories, you know, radio shows, things like that, and news to areas that wouldn't otherwise be exposed to all of that. You might see some of it in your newspaper, but you're not going to get you know, as much of maybe world news and things like that, you know, and, and, and I'm telling you again that every single one of these technologies, somebody said something about them that was like, it's going to ruin the world. And some people who say that, they say it because 
they themselves are afraid that that might happen. Those are really true Luddites. And look the word up if you don't know. It's cool. Um, I think it was in the 19th century that was that phrase came about, about the Industrial Revolution and stuff. Um, but some of those people were people trying to control information and trying to scare people into thinking that these new technologies were going to do harm to them. Um, uh, TV is a perfect example. So, you know, TV didn't just make what we imagine visually right there in front of us. You know, from the teeniest, funny enough, teeniest, teeniest screens giant screens it just grew over the decades to giant screens and now most of us are watching on these teeny screens again um i believe the quality is a little better um you know you can't quote me on that but yeah uh but you know that tv also exposed us to things like the horrors of the vietnam war uh it gave us more information on watergate than we would have read it's easy more easily digestible than reading an entire article and if you were getting your news from reputable sources you learned about things like watergate things like iran contra things and you know that that you might not have paid much attention to in the newspaper there's a lot of print right it gave the populace all of us more information and and motivated us to be more outraged at what was being done in society and to you know spur on change and to see that how other people's uh, experiences of these things are way different from ours, some much worse than what we're going through, you know, and what better way to, you know, help heal humanity and show connection than to show what others are going through in such a visceral, visual way. I mean, you can read about it and some of us get it when we read it, but not all of us. And that's totally understandable. And then the internet, you know, did all the things that all those other things did, but just like exponentially more, you know. And then, of course, as with every technology, it brings all the the crap and the good along with it, right? Um, misinformation. Even books way back, people were printing books, you know, in the, probably the 1400s even, that were full of crap. And some hopefully survive so that we can look at them and say, oh, wow, that's funny or that's informative or way, you know. We've repeated that same thing every 10 years for the last 600 years, whatever, you know, whatever it is. You want, you want the information to survive, even if it's shit information, because that's how you learn what's real and what's not, right? And what's important, what's good, and what's not. Um, because it's up to us to seek that out. It's up to us to seek the truth, to, 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 to verify, to check sources, to, you know, are there multiple sources of something that, that, that say the same thing? If not, well, maybe that thing is not uh, verified or is completely fucking false, you know? And and to not stop at just, I saw a meme that said X. I saw somebody's video that was ranting about Y. Somebody made a documentary at Z. But to actually look it up yourself somewhere other than the source that you found it from. And all this is just a kind of a way of explaining in slightly more detail how this is the newest and one version of technology for which we again have to have the responsibility to use it well and use it right. You know, to seek out things beyond our normal circles so we don't all get caught in our own echo chambers, you know, our own bubbles. It's, we're, we all have them. We all have them. But you got to step out of them from time to time to understand what the world is going through, what other people are going through. You can't really see the truth, the full truth from inside your own bubble. You know, what, what technology does and is, how we learn, how we consume, how we create, it's always been... It's always been on us, always been on us. And, you know, as far as the music side, since some of this is about music, uh, 
I started in studios and had to spend a ton of money doing that. And uh, I miss the experience, but I don't miss having to continually raise money to get there. When technology grew very, very gradually, you know, over a period of maybe 20 to 25 years, got good enough to replicate that experience, uh, the sky was the limit for me as it, as it has been for so many, you know, uh, artists. And like I said, there's a lot of stuff out there that's crap, but that's always been true. There's always been crap out there. It's just that now we get to hear a whole lot more of it and we get to hear a whole lot more of the good stuff too. And we get to put a whole lot more of our good stuff and our crap out there. And as overwhelming as that might be, I say the more the better because you know, you're, you're going to end up finding the thing that you like, or you're going to be a person that actively seeks out something different or something of a different quality or of a what you consider a higher quality and you'll find it whereas even 20 years ago maybe 30 you would you wouldn't have been able to find a whole bunch of things that you were looking for without actually spending a lot of time and and legwork and you know phone calls and things like that uh so again it's it it's you know it's me saying that here we are sharing this, connecting on this relatively new technology, historically speaking. And that to me, that's a net gain. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.